When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Dale Lally Pittsburgh Steelers podcast uh, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm Dale Lally, a Steelers beat writer for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm down in Mobile, Alabama this week uh, watching the uh, Senior Bowl practices. Well, watching the first two practices, the third day of practice was, uh, of course, rained out here. Uh, but I do have some uh, some guys that I really liked uh, coming out of this, uh, this first uh, couple of days of practices. Um, I know everybody's focused on the quarterbacks, and this is a tough evaluation day, uh, these, these first couple of days for the quarterbacks. Uh, first of all, the, on the, you know, the first day, they're throwing with guys that they've never thrown with for, uh, before for the most part, uh, and they're, they're running plays that uh, they basically learned that morning. Um, you know, or, or have just basically gone over. So it's it's kind of dumbed down a little bit. So you, you kind of watch just to see how guys, uh, the ball jumps out of their hand, things of that nature. Uh, and then the second day of practice, um, <laughs> there was a steady rain that uh, fell throughout the course of the day. I uh, was kind of surprised that they actually still had practice outside. Uh, they did move uh, practice indoors. And of course, then the media was not allowed to, to watch on Thursday. And so that uh, took that off the, the table. Uh, but so Wednesday was, uh, you know, a tough day to, to, again, judge the quarterbacks in that kind of weather. Uh, again, working with with uh, young receivers that they had never worked with before. But I have to say, looking at the um, at the North squad or the national squad, I should say, um, I thought Kenny Pickett was was clearly the number one quarterback on that team. Um, he kind of gives you the best mix of, of you know, mobility and also uh you know, just the, the ability to throw from the pocket and, and make those kind of uh, the plays that you have to make. Uh, Desmond Ritter, uh, much more mobile, uh, which shows up. Um, he's got bigger hands too. I mean, he he didn't struggle at all throwing in the rain. Not to pick it did, but um, I thought I thought Ritter really uh, had a nice day throwing the football on Wednesday, uh, given you know the the situation of, of what what the practice was held in in a constant downpour. And, and Carson Strong to me. You know, I, I, I remember noting uh, at one point on Wednesday, um, you know, he's, he's sold a, as a, a just a completely immobile quarterback. Of course, I wrote about his uh, his knee issue uh, on, on Tuesday, um, had a you know, surgery a year ago, um, wasn't supposed to start playing football again until now. Um, there was one play where he escaped the pocket, uh, stepped up in the pocket and then ran and got about eight yards before sliding. And it just made me realize, you know, this is a guy who's considered to be a mobile. 
And he looked better running with the ball than Ben Roethlisberger did at any point this season. I mean, he's Carson Strong is going to be an interesting guy. He's got a big arm. He has the best arm of any of the quarterbacks here. I, I think, um, you know, he just throws the ball really well uh, from the pocket. Um, again, the, the mobility is going to be an issue. And for him, the big uh, the big test is going to be at the uh, NFL scouting combine. Um, you know, this kicks off uh, at the end of this month and runs into the first week of February or March, I should say, uh, because the medicals are going to be huge for him. And that's what the combine is for to, to kind of take care of the, the medical stuff uh, over on the um, the American team quarterback uh, rank uh, guys. Uh, you had Sam Helm, Malik Willis and Bailey Zappi. Uh, out of Western Kentucky, of course, a lot, not a lot of people know much about Zappy. I'd watched some film of him prior to coming down here, and he kind of had a, a little hitch where he throws the ball just under his uh, his shoulder, uh, kind of like Philip Rivers did. Um, he's kind of more of a, a sidearm push from the from the shoulder. He seems to clean that up a little bit. I'm sure he's been working on that. Uh, you know, over the course of the, you know, since uh, Western Kentucky season is over, uh, he still has a little bit of that, that lower throwing style. And that's of note, because uh, if you look at it, all three quarterbacks on the American squad, um, they're all six, uh, just a, a shade over six foot. And, you know, that, that's going to matter if you're throwing the ball from that lower angle, you're probably going to get more passes knocked down at the, at the, uh, at the NFL level. Not the strongest arm, but he is pretty accurate. Uh, didn't mind him, but he's not going to be in first round or even second round consideration, probably. Maybe somebody falls in love with him and he goes in the second round. But he's 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 really doesn't have a great build either. I mean, certainly not when you you look at him standing next to a guy like Sam Howell, who has that that thick build. Um, I thought I thought Howell looked good on on Tuesday, uh, threw the ball well. Uh, Wednesday was a little bit tougher for him, but he, he did he did okay. He threw the ball well uh, down the field again in rain. Uh, we saw him play in the rain against Pitt uh, this year. And what was a uh, just a just a downpour? The rain today wasn't quite that heavy, uh, but it was still pretty a pretty steady rain. Um, you know, and and I thought the rain was heavier for the for the afternoon practice than it was for the morning practice. So again, I, I'm I'm trying to withhold a lot of judgment from the quarterbacks, just given those uh, you know those circumstances. Malik Willis, um, he's intriguing. Uh, you know, I, I watched him during the season. I watched his games against Syracuse and Ole Miss because those were the two games uh, that, that that Liberty played against you know high level competition. And there were some good and there were some bad. You know, he would make a throw and you would go, "Oh, that was a really good throw." And then he would make a throw, you know, the next player, you know, somewhere coming uh, right after that, he'd make a throw and you go, oh, that was bad. I don't know if that was scripted into the offense or what, um, but man, can he, when he gets out of the pocket, uh, he is just, um, he is just lightning in a bottle. I, I don't know if he's going to be, I don't think he's Lamar Jackson fast, but man, he can run. Um, the inconsistency did show up here a little bit with the passing, um, and that happens a lot with some of these running quarterbacks. And I, and I think the biggest issue is, you know, they're, they're so apt to run with the ball uh, and take off from the pocket. Sometimes their footwork kind of, uh, you know, they lose the footwork a little bit. So, you know, they start to take a step and then they see something and they throw it. And so their foot, their, their feet aren't, aren't under them quite the way that they probably should be. Um, that might be something that can get coached out of this guy. He's got a big arm. Um, I don't know if it's as strong as Carson Strong's arm is, but it, it, it's in that league. 
And so he's an intriguing prospect. I could definitely see somebody taking him in the first round and trying to, uh, he probably has the biggest upside um, of any of the guys uh, in this draft in terms of what he could be in the long term. Um, you know, if you're looking beyond those guys, I focused on the offensive linemen a lot, obviously, because, uh, um, you know, the Steelers are going to, uh, to <laughs> probably at some point in this draft, uh, take an offensive lineman. Um, I'll tell you, I, I really think the, the best guy here uh, is Trevor Penning. Uh, he's an offensive tackle out of uh, Northern Iowa, and he's just such an easy mover. He goes laterally uh, really well. Um, he's physical at the edge. He's strong. He's nasty. Um, you know, there were a couple of times in one-on-ones uh, on Wednesday where, you know, he, he and the defender would lock up and, and, you know, he'd give that little extra shove after the, uh, you know, after the play was done, just kind of letting the guy know that, Hey, I dominated you. Uh, he, he is a butt kicker. I uh, like him a lot. Uh, Bernard Raymond, um, out of central Michigan has some potential as well. Um, he needs to get his hands work on his hand work a little better, but man, he, he really uh, has the body type that you're looking for. Um, I, I think, you know, definitely uh, Penning and Raymond could be in consideration for the Steelers at that, at that pick at 20 wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're guys that could, that could come in and start right away for the Steelers more than likely uh, depending on what they do in free agency with the, uh, with the tackle position. Uh, you know, I, I thought in terms of uh, the interior guys uh, on the national team, Zion Johnson is an interesting prospect. Uh, they've had him playing center. They've had him playing guard. Uh, he struggles a little bit uh, in terms of the pass blocking, but man, he gets, he fires off the ball and run blocking. Uh, it, he's, he's really a strong run blocker. And, you know, I think, you know, he didn't have as good a day on Wednesday as he did on Tuesday. I think some of that was some of the, the footing there. Um, you know, once he tried to, you know, he, he would try to set up and, and take on, you know, the, the uh, pass rushers and the pass rush drills and the bull rushes were just kind of sliding him back into the pocket. I think so, that some of that was because of the footing. Um, but there was uh, one play in particular where uh, he was playing, they had him playing center. And, he, and mind you, he's never played center before. Um, he didn't even, I don't even think he did that at Boston college. He played left tackle last season for Boston college. Uh, he snapped the ball, got out about uh, 10, 15 yards outside the, the pocket, uh, downfield a little bit to set to get to block for a, a screenplay and, and got to his man. And I don't think people understand how difficult that can be for a line, a lineman to get downfield and hit a moving target like that. A guy that's uh, trying to uh, not let you uh, get on them like that. Uh, if you look at at the American squad, uh, some really interesting guys here as well on that team. Um, I, I really like both uh, the. Uh, if you look at the the guys here from Georgia, the two inside, uh, the two guards, I should say. Um, you know, you're, 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 uh, they just really showed up uh, for this uh, today in in this stuff. Uh, Jamari uh, Sailor and uh, Justin Schaefer. Um, two big mauling guards. Uh, Sailor played offensive tackle at Georgia. He'll be a guard. Looks like he's going to be a good one. I mean, he's big. He can he can really anchor in there. And you know, I, I think he he's, he could be a, a guy that uh, you look at 
I, I don't know where he goes in this draft. I'm going to have to take a look at that here as we as we get more into this. I like him a little bit better than Schaefer. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Sailor is probably gets drafted a little bit higher than, than his teammate Schaefer. Um, the one guy I was kind of really disappointed in uh, that I, I really wanted to see a lot more from uh, was Daniel Falele. And I know he's going to get a lot of uh, push when it comes to uh, to the draft boards and things that he was, you know, looked at as one of potentially being one of the top guys in this draft uh, because of his size. He's six, nine, he's 380 pounds. Um, I don't see it. Uh, he, he doesn't move well. Um, yes. When you, when the, when the defender comes at him and kind of runs into him, um, you know, he's going to, he's going to lock guys up in that situation, but the lateral movement isn't there. Uh, spent too much time on the ground. Um, I just think his weight's going to be a problem for him over the course of his uh, career as well. Uh, he's just too heavy and he just isn't very mobile. Um, he'll be a right guard or I'm sorry, a right tackle in the NFL, uh, kind of like Zach Banner. And, you know, we, we saw this year with the Steelers how difficult it was for a guy like Banner to, to be active on game day if he wasn't starting because he only plays one position. And Falele may be run into that same situation. I'm not saying that, you know, he can't necessarily play in the NFL in the right scheme. And maybe, you know, somebody's obviously going to draft him, uh, you know, because of uh, of the size. It's the planet theory. There's only so many guys on the planet who have that kind of size. Um, but I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take him. Um, let somebody else deal with that issue. Uh, but that's going to I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about what's going on at this week's Senior Bowl. We'll do that right after this on the Dale Lally DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers podcast. Dale Lally here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Uh, you're listening to the Dale Lally Steelers radio show. And, of course, uh, the only thing, uh, you know, when you look at it, the Senior Bowl isn't just about um, what goes on on the field. Uh, this is a, all the teams are here. This is a great place to uh, for, for guys to network and do those kind of things. Um, you know, guys get other jobs. And, of course, we saw – uh, yesterday, I should uh, we saw on Wednesday, I guess, uh, Steelers offensive uh, line coach uh, who had been elevated during the season to replace Adrian Clem. Chris Morgan uh, accepted a job of, as the offensive line coach with the Chicago Bears. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see what what happens now with that with that position for the Steelers. Um of course, they're they're you know they've been, they've also got to hire a defensive coordinator. They've got to hire now an offensive line coach um, because Keith Butler also coached the outside linebackers. They got to find somebody to coach the outside linebackers, assuming they don't also have the defensive coordinator do that. Um, you know, and if Terrell Austin is elevated, as uh, a lot of people still expect uh, to to defensive coordinator, they they would then need a secondary coach as well. So, you know, when people talk about well, the Steelers only elevate or they only hire guys internally. 
Yeah, that's the case for, for a lot of the coordinator positions because they hire guys that they know have come up through the system and they know the defense, they know the personnel, they know what's expected. But you're hiring guys to replace those, you know, those people on your staff. So I just mentioned, you know, the Steelers are going to have a number of, of positions. They have a number of positions to fill on their uh, their coaching roster. I expect some of those to start coming next week. Um, you know, we'll see about that. Uh, I wrote earlier this week, um, I talked to a, a couple of sources here in Mobile about the Steelers' uh, general manager search. Uh, of course, uh, as we know, uh, Art Rooney II announced uh, last week that this would be Kevin Colbert's final season um, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He'll, he'll uh, retire after the draft. And uh, I'm told that the outside candidates for that, we know the inside candidates are Omar Khan, and Brandon Hunt. Um, I think the uh, Hunt might be the the leader in the clubhouse right now, but I'm told Art Rooney's not real real high on on making that in, an internal elevation. We'll see if he can get the. You know, they're going to talk to some other people and see how this works out. Um, but they want to talk to Ryan Cowden, who's currently the vice president of player personnel with the Titans. They want to talk to uh, Colts assistant GM Ed Dodds. And I'm told they want to talk to former Steelers scout and Bill's general manager, Doug Whaley. Um, now I'm, I'm also told nothing has been scheduled yet to this point, uh, but they'll start doing those uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's talking to these guys, uh, but it's Calden, it's Dodds and Whaley uh, that they want to talk to from the outside. Uh, Samir Suleiman uh, is also uh, on the, uh, on the radar. Uh, he, of course, uh, was just elevated uh, by the Carolina Panthers at the position of uh, director of player negotiations and salary cap manager, but he's very much still in the mix as well with the Steelers uh, to potentially come back and be that guy. As I mentioned in last week's show, the Steelers are looking for a player, uh, a talent evaluator first and foremost. They're not looking for a GM in the general sense of the word, uh, in the truest sense of the word. They're not looking for somebody who has hiring and firing uh, capability of, of the head coach or, or anything like that. Um, you know, that all falls to, uh, to Art Rooney II. So, you know, they're looking at the talent evaluators, looking for somebody that can work with Mike Tomlin, you know, and evaluating talent. I am told that uh, Tomlin favors Brandon Hunt for that job. Um, you know, we'll see if that, if that plays a, a part in this. Um, but, you know, he'll meet with, uh, you know, the other people as they come in and, and interview for this and, and they could find a, somebody who they like a little bit better. Um, you know, that's always a possibility here for that job. It's an important position. Um, you know, Kevin Colbert's done a good job for a very long time evaluating talent. He's here this week in Mobile. Uh, I saw him and Mike Tomlin on the field yesterday evaluating, uh, you know, the, the people here. Uh, the players here. So we'll see where that goes. Um, you know, I, I think that's the, the biggest domino that has to, uh, to fall this season. They're the biggest, the biggest replacement because that has the biggest long-term effect on the team. Uh, this, I just finished up my 28th season of covering the Steelers and they've had two people in that position uh, in the entire time that I've covered the team. Um, it's almost like the head coaching job. You know, they hire somebody for that position, that GM position, 
And then they stick with them. They trust it. Uh, now they've had two pretty good guys with that in, in Tom Donahoe and Kevin Colbert. And, and the reason Donahoe got, uh, you know, got let go was because he didn't get along with Cower. So getting along with the head coach is a big part of the equation. So it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, how that all plays out in this off season. Um, in terms of the, some other guys from the senior bowl that, uh, you know, I kind of liked, I, I think, you know, Dominique Robinson, uh, <laughs> man, uh, he's a, he's an, an edge rusher, a defensive end out of, uh, Miami of Ohio. And this guy was unblockable this week by everybody. Um, just did a really nice job has, has a really quick first step and he beats guys with that. He's six, four, 258 pounds. So he's not one of these undersized edge rushers that you see coming out of the Mac. Um, we know the Steelers have always loved the Mac, uh, edge rushers. I don't know that they're going to be in the market for one of these guys this year, but, uh, he's pretty good. I really liked him. Uh, Jermaine Johnson's another one of those guys. Uh, they're almost, he's almost the same size, as uh, Robinson, but uh, he is he is really good off the edge as well. He, he's from Florida State. Um, one guy that I like uh, as an interior defensive lineman, a couple guys actually. One is Travis Jones of, U- of UConn. I think he did a really good job uh, this week uh, of showing that he can push the pocket and, and be a, a force in the run stuffing. He was constantly double teamed in the run game and, and demanded those double teams. And a guy to keep an eye on here is a guy out of UCLA, Otito Ogba. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this guy's name right at all. I have to, I have to do more research on him, but it's Otito Ogbania. Um, just a motor that doesn't stop and really strong at the point of attack and, and chases down plays and pushes the pocket. He's strong. I mean, he just, he just, when he, he gets into a, an offensive lineman, he just pushes them back and drives them back. Uh, really like this kid a lot. I think he, uh, you know, he's a guy that, um, you know, I'll have to look and see where he stacks up uh, with everybody else. So I'm going to watch more tape of him. But uh, he really caught my eye down here at the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, Oklahoma's uh, Perry and Winfrey also uh, is another defensive tackle that I thought that showed up pretty well. And then, of course, you got the Devontae Wyatt. I think he's he's as solid as they come. Uh, and he and Fidarian Mathis, um, I, I noted that, that I was standing watching practice on Wednesday afternoon. I'm watching Mathis and Devontae Wyatt, and they're both listed at a shade over 300 pounds. And I'm looking at them and I'm going, man, those guys do not look like 300 pounders. They are not sloppy at all. Uh, just built, you know, just just well proportioned uh, and, and strong athletes uh, playing the defensive uh, tackle position. And that's really kind of where the game is going. You know, you're not, you're not going to see a lot of the Casey Hampton types uh, out there anymore, but uh, Travis Jones is one. Keep an eye on him in the game on the, on Saturday. He's at a UConn and um, you know, UConn hasn't produced a lot of uh, big time football players, certainly in, in recent years. Uh, and the program is not that good, but he's a guy that, that you certainly want to keep an eye on. Uh, he is a load in the middle uh, and I really like uh, what I saw from him uh, this week at practices. Uh, another uh, kind of sleeper, uh, Matt Waletsko, um offensive tackle out of uh, North Dakota State. Uh, he's he's an interesting guy. Got some uh, got some size there. Uh, a little heavier than what everybody expected coming in here, and, and you know he just needs to get better with his hands. Um, but he, he has footwork. He has the the, the movement that you want to see there. Um, you know, he just needs to, again, learn how to use those hands a little better 
And uh, I think he could really be somebody that, uh, that shows up and, and plays a lot of football. Uh, one other uh, defensive tackle to keep an eye on, Eric Johnson, a defensive tackle out of Missouri State. Um, he played at the NFL PA game. He's a lower level prospect, obviously. Uh, but man, he can, he really went, he gets uh, into guys and drives them back, has a nice spin move as well um, that uh, he can drop on linemen. So he's, uh, he's going to continue to get better. Uh, again, he's, he's making a big step up in uh, competition, uh, but keep an eye on him in, in uh, Sunday's game or Saturday's game as well. Um, he could be a guy that uh, really starts to rise up uh, draft boards as well. But uh, that is going to do it for the Dale Lally Steelers podcast here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Network. Um, you can like the show, uh, give us five stars, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, let your friends know. Do this one every week. And, of course, you can also listen to uh, DK's daily takes and all those things. Uh, he does those dailies for all three uh, major pro sports teams in Pittsburgh. Lots of good stuff on there. We'll be bringing you more and more content. And of course, keeping you up to date on the uh, everything that's going on with the Steelers, from the uh, free agency to all the uh, different um, things going on with the team. Certainly, there's a lot of stuff happening right now. And uh, the NFL scouting combine coming up at the end of the month. There is no off season when you cover the NFL, and this only shows that. Uh, in fact, I had a uh, a reporter from Buffalo uh, talk that we were we were chatting uh, yesterday, and he said, uh, "Yeah, you people in Pittsburgh, you have it you have it easy. You never have to go through coaching searches or GM searches or all that stuff. You know, you, now you're seeing what the rest of the league has to deal with on a pretty regular basis. So, um, yeah, I, I do have to agree that." Uh, you know, these, these things are interesting. We don't have to do it a lot in Pittsburgh, but we do have to do it from time to time. But uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for listening. I'm Dale Lally. Talk to you next week.